and welcome back to Scavtech, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the recently published BSG Tarkov roadmap. Uh, there's no dates on the roadmap, but it gives us some insight as to what's coming in the next couple of patches. Some pretty exciting stuff. And after that, we're going to just kind of talk about some minor changes and uh, how Gigabeef completely ruins a very great thing in the modding community within Tarkov's weapon building system. So, uh, yeah, Giga, what do you want to start with? you want to just jump into some of the smaller changes that yeah. happened? I mean, we could talk about some of the other changes later, I think, but I wanted to talk about the weapon stuff because I was so incensed last week about the VSS. And also, this new, this new thing has been like, you know, a roller coaster of like literally just two days of, oh my goodness, and then, oh no, you know, it's, it's, we've snatched defeat from the jaws of victory with this one, I feel, which is very, very sad. But um, yeah, so the first one, I guess, like VSS is the hot topic. They, I don't, it's been a weird time, right? The VSS became super good. They decreased the recoil twice, 15% along with everything else, and then 18% on its own. It's now like turbo cracked. Everyone's been using it. SP6 is the round to go for because, and I'm, to be honest, I got, I also got BP'd too, because BP you can do on a barter. So like the whole thing's just insane. Um, but SP6 is really good on its own. So BSG responded by making it like 3,100 rubles for a start. I mm -hmm. think they actually did this beforehand anyway, but about the ammo itself. So they made it like 3,100 rubles. Everyone started crying on the internet about how, oh no, it's like, you know, made something really good and now you've made it really inaccessible and blah, blah, blah. And I actually disagree with all those takes. I think that if you're buying equivalent ammo to BP off the trader, every reset, you can pay the price, you know? Like not everything has to be the same equal amount of like, you know, inaccessibility. Like, oh, you have to craft BP, so you also have to craft SP6. Like, make something really expensive but more accessible you know and you have to pay for that accessibility so i didn't i didn't care about that either which way they seem to have reduced it a bit it's like 2000 something now like i honestly haven't checked it's it's like 2300 or something so they did decrease it a little bit in price so it's still i mean it's still majorly expensive but not quite as ridiculous as it was previously as i said i think i think it's fine honestly i think it's fine um they also did some other like minor changes to it as well so they changed the craft from 300 rounds to 200 rounds and made it a bit more expensive. So before you could craft it, and I think it was about 600 around for SP6, and you could basically just sell it to Mechanic and make money. Yeah. Um, whereas now you probably can't, I actually can't remember the price that you sells back to him for. Yeah, so 644 sells back to Mechanic, and uh, now it costs roughly 1,000 rubles to make, so you can't just like make money doing it. So that's fair enough too, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the final thing for... For SP6 specifically, they increased the durability burn modifier a little bit. Not by much, but by a little bit. And the heat factor by quite a lot. So you can't... It's, it's harder to spam multiple mags now without the VSS overheating and, and breaking. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's just like the ongoing saga of the VSS and whether people will still carry on using it and stuff. I don't know. Like Before I rant on any more, have you got any thoughts about it yourself? Um, I mean, I thought the, the first price iteration was pretty high, but I mean... You know, if, like you said, it's effectively BP. I mean, BP, I don't think it ever got that high. I don't think it ever passed 2,000 per round. Mm, I could be maybe wrong. Maybe not, no. Um, but, I mean, again, you know, if, if it, as you said, just having, there's like a, for every person, there's probably like a price point where it's not worth. But, I mean, it, the fact that you can just click a button and have it in your inventory is pretty, pretty insane. So. Um, yeah, where it's at now, I think it's it's a bit more fair, more more accessible. But Probably, uh, 
uh, the the durability. I mean, well, let me say this too: is I back when we did our top ten weapons for patch thirteen, mm. I I think I ranked the VSS somewhere in like top five on my list, and the, and that was solely because you could craft FP six or SP six for like. You could get 300 rounds, and as you said, it was, like, so cost-effective, you could effectively sell it to the vendor and make money if yeah. you wanted to. So I'm, I think it's... And that was before the VSS got any buffs, you know? I, mm-hmm. think it, I think it even didn't receive any buffs from, like, that big wave of buffs they did. Maybe, maybe it did. I, I, it's hard to remember all the... You got a horizontal bonus. Remember, because the Val didn't get touched, but the VSS got horizontal, That's but that was... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're probably right on that because that's probably why I chose the VSS over the Val. But yeah, anyways, I you know prior to this recent tweak they did, I, I you know I think you and I both had concerns about the VSS, so I'm glad they done something. However, <laughs> however, uh, I was just editing a video for Airwing on you know the the uh, roadmap we're gonna talk about, and then we, we had there's a segment in there about the VSS and the changes, and he it it was jamming after the first mag 30 rounder mm. and it was just like, like in the first round the mag, uh, no the the mag made it through in the hideout okay. and then he put the next thing in shot maybe like three bullets jammed unjammed it shot one bullet jammed unjammed it mm-hmm. and then it jammed again at some point so it was just like it looks like i mean they, that was like literally one sample size but it looks pretty aggressive i haven't actually seen the numbers i just remember hearing about it and uh, the, like that, I don't know. I I don't love, but you know what? I will say this: it is interesting because it's only on that round. So, yeah. which I I kind of <laughs> like that aspect. Like you can kind of like pick your poison if you want a more consistent round in terms of you being able to shoot your gun and not having overheat. I kind of like that aspect. So it, it could be interesting. I'm just not sure how realistic that is because i guess your only other options would be you could craft pab six which i don't know if it's worth doing um stat wise like damage and pin but it might be worth doing solely to avoid jams and then you could buy bp which you know it's 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 kind of hard to do but you could do it and then the alternative is use sp5 which i just don't think is at this stage in the wipe is something you want to do. So yeah. nonetheless, though, I kind of like that uh, options where it's like you have this round that's like a good round. Like it has a pro, like either it's really cheap or it's, you know, has good damage stats, but it's con is that it's can overheat or, you know, mess up the gun. Um, yeah. A lot. I mean, there's kind of a lot of, uh, <clears throat> It's, I, my understanding is, is there's things like this that exist in real life, so it's very like realistic, so to speak. Um, so yeah, I kind of like that, but I'm not sure. Have you used the VSS after this change? Or are you a VSS gamer? Uh, I haven't. I haven't, to be honest. I mean, there's there's quite a few guns that I wouldn't mind using, but I'm trying to cycle through a few different weapons. I'm trying not to use the same stuff, because I want to keep testing and keep trying out these ones that I haven't tried since the recall buffs, just to kind of see how they feel. I've recently been tinkering with both the MP5 SD and also with the MCX. Oh. And kind of just going to see how, how those things 
pan out. So, I mean, I've, I'm not going back to it just because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if I could just use any gun, I'd probably just use the AK-101 just over and over and over again forevermore. <laughs> yeah. If I wanted to be like, you know, the, my best gamer right, right. Um, in me, but like the content side of me is just like, oh, let's try this and let's try this and let's try this to try and figure out if there's something here, is there anything new? Does it feel different? You know, it's like SVD is also on the list because I did use that a bit and that felt kind of cool. So we'll see. Um, the MCX is a small side note. We played with it a bit and I just like epically failed with it. It was really bad. And people go, oh, the MCX was so trash in chat. And I was like, I think there's a 80% of me problem. <laughs> um, and this is like Thursday's uh, stream and it just didn't go very well. Like we were fighting in chalets. It just didn't go very well in general. It was okay, but it wasn't wasn't great and there were two mcx raids where i got into a fight and just died and uh yeah it was like literally it was today when i was recording some footage just in the inventory and recording something about like stats and stuff but i realized that i had left my sensitivity 30 percent <gasps> higher oh no because i was previously using the lshz helmet with the avantail oh no and i just hadn't noticed and i literally left it like 30 percent higher than it normally is for the whole of thursday which I was like, hmm, that probably That'll doesn't do explain it. everything, but that definitely will <laughs> that throw would... a guy off, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. That would definitely throw you off. So I was like, when I saw that today, I was just like, oh my God. Like, it's been like that since literally the whole of Thursday. I didn't even know when I changed it. I must have changed it on Tuesday and then literally only noticed today that I changed the sensitivity. Because it's like, it's, it's subtle enough. I changed it from 0.5 to 0.65, right? So it's subtle enough. Yeah. I didn't actually notice when I wasn't thinking about it. Because like so much, you know, too many things change per raid or whatever. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, no, it's so bad. So bad. But anyway, um, yeah, so the VSS, I've not really used it since. But I still think it's probably one of the best guns. I mean, when it was like, three, yeah, it was kind of silly. Like when it was 3K, you know, the, the mag was 40K. Um, mm. To fill it with SP6 is 90K. Yeah. <laughs> so it was 120K for a 30 round, 130 round magazine. But I don't know. There's like a ton of people crying online. Like some people saying like, oh, it's inaccessible for newer people it's like okay well there's a billion guns out there you don't need to use like no one needs to use the vss like in the current iteration of the game it's like probably one of the best guns out there like people who aren't max traders with like a ton of money probably shouldn't be using it right if it's really expensive and then all the people who do have max traders like and as i as i put on twitter i'm just like everyone's always complaining about how money's so easy to make and like money doesn't matter in this game i can spend whatever on a kid and it doesn't matter well all the like the see all these people coming out the woodwork now going like three k around i'm just like i thought money didn't matter guys i thought you didn't care about money i thought <laughs> it, it was do- fine it does oh, no, matter it, it's the it best doesn't gun matter in the until game. it matters like, you're just gonna, yeah you're just going <laughs> to buy it right because yeah. it's the best round in the game for the best guns so yeah. you know surely you're just going to you're just going to pay for it it's like it's no problem right you've been telling us all this time that the economy is screwed and it's so easy to make money so that was just like yeah. come on like come on you know some things can be super super pricey you know it's like the same argument for the thermals i don't know i, I didn't i didn't have any issue with it but anyway it is what it is i, th- I still think it's very good it now gives you pause for thought because of the you can't just full auto spam it, which is interesting. Um, yeah, the, the heat statistics are always a bit weird because I actually don't have the game pulled up because they're not on the wiki. I don't know why the wiki doesn't collect the heat stats because it actually tells you in-game what the heat stats are. But I think it's probably because it's just not that useful. We don't know what the metric is out of. You don't know what the cooling rate actually is. And those factors you kind of need to know before the actual number from the heat factor means anything. Like You can look at them relatively between them, but as you said, you just have to go into the hideout and empty a full mag and you see how long it takes to overheat um i mean the the issue with the heating thing the vss doesn't have many parts so i imagine it doesn't cool down very quickly 
And once it's overheated, it takes like it usually takes quite a while to cool down. So it can actually be a real problem, especially if it heats up really fast, like it does now. Apparently, there's a twenty percent increase in the heat factor, so yeah, it makes a big big difference. And these things burn through durability anyway. So no, I guess it, yeah, it gives you gives you pause for thought for using using SP six. But I still think is I think it's, still think it's pretty good. And yeah, maybe you could like stack your mags with other stuff and yada yada. I don't know. I'd need to compare whether new SP six is higher than BP. I don't know. You might be able to mitigate it by using something even better. You know what I mean? New SP six is higher than BP. Like, I don't know. I didn't. I'd need to check because BP oh, didn't like get burn, touched, right? Yeah, like the burn rate. Oh, yeah. yeah, you could even like yeah. maybe mix it with BP if SP six is just underneath. I mean, we could... maybe it'd be okay. It's not. It's not on the wiki though. You have to open the game. Oh, it's not on the wiki. Come on. No, no they've never. They've never. They've never. They've never put it on there. As I said, because I think it's kind of pointless. But yeah, you have to look at the round in. Like it tells you in game on the bullet, which is really weird, actually. Um. It's really weird. It's like one thing. It's like not on the wiki, but it is in the game. You can just see it on the on the bullet. I it guess it's maybe also why it's less useful to be there because you can already see it yourself. Either yeah. which way. Either which way. That's the that's the VSS. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I still think it's good. But you just have to give it a little bit more thought now when you mag dump people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only one counterpoint I would say is historically, the VSS. Um, has been kind of the uh, the poor man's, you know, gun in the late in the late wipe. You know, back back in the day, you could put SP five and do decently. Uh, SP six and SPP were more ideal, but they were more pricier. Um, I guess, yeah, in the past, yeah, yeah. Whereas now in this new Tarkov landscape, um, I don't know what. Uh, I mean, because now it's like, all of the changes they've done to the VSS. I mean, it's and the ASVAL, like they're pricey. The mags are expensive if you want 30s. Uh, now the ammo's restricted and expensive. Like, I'm not really sure what would be that. I don't know if you can have a equivalent, you know, uh, Chad Destroyer as a level 10 or 15, whatever flea market is. Um, I'm not sure if that thing exists anymore in the new target landscape, which I'm not sure it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just uh, an observation, at least. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I guess it's still, it's still just shotties. Legs, legs shotties is kind of the easiest way if you're newer, you know, if you're like starting late wipe or whatever. I did like a segment the other day about ammo and weapon choices at like different levels and progression and stuff because people keep asking me about it. So I thought I'd put something together. And yeah, early on, I mean, there's, there's like a reasonable amount of choices. And especially once you get to the flea, you can buy all sorts of random goofy rounds and yeah. you know, craft Magnum Buck in the workbench one and like all sorts of weird things like that. Which there are some options. But yeah, I don't think there's anything that has like, um, a traditional type of, I don't know, you know, thorax meta type thing outside of the single shots, like you know, LPS or whatever. So yeah. they're full autos anyway. You can just power yeah. through. Mm. You would probably need at least workbench two to start doing anything like that remotely. I would imagine. I think so because SP six is workbench two. Yeah. So you can do it there. You know, you can buy a VSS in theory at some stupid price. I mean, they were down at 80k when I looked the other day. The the fever had kind of oh, really? boiled down a little bit. Yeah. So I think people have people have tried it. People have used it. They've gone, oh yeah, this is pretty good. But they've gone back to other guns. Like the hype's sort of dying down a bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it was still sort of 70, 80 now. And then yeah, but you can get SP6. Not too bad on the craft. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
the other one before we jump into the, the yeah. big topic of the of the day which is the roadmap i wanted to talk about this other piece beforehand because it's just like it's been oh it's so annoying so someone <laughs> on i'll make it short so someone on my discords um ida pointed out to me that there was a new muzzle break in the game um they did actually tell me when it was uh when, when it was put through but i, can't, I actually can't remember now something to, something to do with the sai when i think it was when the sai handguards got increased in price i think it was that patch supposedly so they like snuck in this new muzzle break mm. called the alien tech and it was interesting because it had a minus 19 recoil like minus 19 percent recoil and the other one which uh which was like the next best one was the ar-15 bullet tech which is the one that's like a standalone because this is the thing about the alien tech it was a standalone muzzle break with no suppressor slot because it is just a break and the a the, the bullet tech one, which is again the, the best standalone muzzle break, was minus fourteen percent. So this thing was like five percent better than the bullet tech, which is, seemed pretty insane. But the only place that it really mattered is the jailbreak M4, because for everywhere else you can get better than nineteen percent with a suppressor combo, and it's only with the jailbreak that it makes any difference, because the jailbreak gives you eight percent on top of it. Right, and that's acts almost like a suppressor combo, like equivalent, but for the unsuppressed weapons and for the brakes. So I was like, okay, cool. And they said, look, no one's spoken about this, so why don't you make a video about it? So I said, okay, yeah, this actually seems pretty cool. So I looked into it, and you could get the M4 down to twenty recoil using the Alien Tech instead. So it was actually three recoil better than the uh, the Saker build for the suppressed one. Like, man, this is actually the lowest recoil M4 you can make now. This is cool. I'm, I'm always excited when a new lowest recoil build comes out. So there you go. Put the video together. Make it. Put it out. Literally 24 hours later, BSG nerfed it to minus 11%. They took 8% of its recoil away and made it basically the same as another muzzle break called the... It's, it's, it's a carbon copy identical, except for a little bit of velocity, to... It's called the HK Bla Blaze or something? I don't know. Is one of the nondescript muzzle brakes that no one ever uses because it's absolute garbage, right? I'm incensed, honestly. <laughs> I don't understand what this, like, I don't understand what the point of this was. The only thing that it mattered for was the jailbreak M4 that no one ever uses because it's, like, it's gassy as hell and it's loud. You know, it's, it's, it's gassy. It's, it's, well, there's gas everywhere. When you fire it, it's like impossible to see if you have a low sight. You have to do stupid stuff like, you know, put on one of the JP Enterprises with a delta point. You have to put it way high up and stuff, for, you know, height over bore and like this kind of thing. And um, I feel, I do, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> I feel personally attacked by this. It was definitely my video that, that told them that this had happened. The price jumped three times, which I was, thought was quite funny. It went from like 60 to 70K to like yeah. 180K or something. I was just like, that's, that's pretty entertaining. And uh, and then yeah, and then they and then they slapped it literally one day in, and so I'm like, well, why did they even add it, right? If they want it just to be yeah. exactly the same as all the crap muzzle brakes that nobody ever uses, and no one uses the bullet tech anyway, the bullet and this thing's finding raid only, and the bullet tech you can buy from Peacekeeper, and it's now what was it three percent better? Like why couldn't they just ticked it? Like yeah, maybe nineteen was overkill, right? Maybe five percent better than the second best was overkill. Make it a percent better. Make it two percent better. Like, what's the big deal? Why did it have to get slapped <laughs> into oblivion? It's just like, I'm honestly, I'm, it's actually one of the, one of the few things that's actually quite like it's actually annoyed me. Yeah, I was actually quite sad when I saw that it had been changed. Someone was just like, "Oh no, it's been nerfed." I was like, what really? And I went to go and look, and I was like, "You have to be kidding!" Like, this yeah. is the most stupid nerf ever. Like, what was the point of that? Is you've nerfed something <sighs> that was never going to be used. This gives you a small window of maybe a possibility of someone using it right. into something that's just 
is completely not meta at all. You've got the option here to make a cool Finding Raid thing, and you've just you've squandered it. You know, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, my guess is they, you know, someone it was someone's job to nerf it on the fly, and they probably didn't have all the information in front of them. They just punched in some numbers. Or maybe they had some information and they punched in some numbers based off some of the information. That's my best guess, because I, 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 you make a very good case that this is, like, unwarranted nerf. Like, like solely off the numbers and the factors. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and I, and I kind of like the idea that found and raid stuff is, like, the better stuff. I mean, we said this way yes. back when they did the stock changes back in 1212. They changed all the stock attachments and the CTR. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it like basically didn't get untouched, but because of all the shifting of all the other stocks, it basically became worse than a Mo stock plus a rubber butt pad on it. So there was in it and the CTR versions that there's like EO, uh, EOD, wait, not EOD. Uh, edge of darkness <laughs> camouflage <laughs> there's like gray tan FD. fde yeah. thank you olive green whatever they're all found in raid only and now they're it's just like it's it's literally taken up space in my loot pools that i you know i'd rather be like removed from the game than be mm-hmm. there because it's just it's a it's like okay sure you know it's great early game when you don't have some of these other options but like just make it make me excited like when you find the red tube you know, uh, for mm-hmm. the it's like, oh yeah, this is this is like has some minor meaningful stats that probably do absolutely nothing. It's pure placebo, but it's better. It's exclusive. You know, like if yeah, you feel good, cool. yeah. yeah. I so I don't know. I, I, that's my only reasonable explanation possibly I could offer as to why they did what they did. I mean, yeah. So let me ask you this too: Was it? This has been in the game for a like um a decent amount of time because no, no? when so you because you said when they added it, but what I'm assuming happens is people were more prioritized on the suppressor jailbreak combo that was broken, yes, because that was like whatever you know that was the more obvious yeah. one so that Whereas, could go down to seventeen percent or something, and it was suppressed. Like semi, like it was suppressed, but also had muzzle flash. <laughs> you did have muzzle flash, but yeah. it was suppressed, so people couldn't hear you. So, That's funny. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming the the Allen Tech or Alien Tech is was still around. It just wasn't brought to anyone's attention because there was Maybe. a better option. Maybe, yeah, that'd be my guess. But people didn't even like no, people never even look right. So because if you don't, if you aren't looking at the flea and scouring through the categories you wouldn't bump into it because unless you've identified it, it doesn't come right. up in the weapon builder. So you have to have linked search and in a specific way, notice it in the list, but right. no one's looking at model breaks because no one ever does. And you know? notice that it can go onto the jailbreak attachment. So okay. that's another like caveat. Yeah. So it took a bit of time for it to come out into, and I guess it to be flagged to me, but I didn't find it myself. I was told by someone else. Mm. So, um, yeah, so, but it's not been around that long. I, I looked it up on Tarkov.dev. It didn't even exist in their database when I made the video. Dang. For example. And now it does. <laughs> and uh, now it sucks. I just, dude, I'm so sad about it. I think the problem is I've like bumped into a few of these things recently. Like when, before you started talking, I was thinking about the Mostock and the CTR as well. 
I was like, we talked about this before, about how stupid it was and about how I'm almost certain that they just looked at all the stocks, they balanced them accordingly and forgot that the most stock can take the butt pad on it, which ends up pushing it over the CTR because the CTR yeah. is standalone. And the most stock looks balanced if you ignore the fact that there's a butt pad. That's true. But then the butt pad, when you add that on, it ends up becoming best in slot for the balance yeah. of Ergo and Recall. Right? It's literally only one other stock that's better, which is the PRS Gen 3. And that thing absolutely annihilates your Ergo. So it's just the best stock overall. Um, and then I was doing this, like looking at this helmet thing, right? With the Aventail, where it's like, oh, they've decreased all of the, the stats on the helmets and all the face shields and things. Yeah, but the Aventail is still minus 15% because I forgot about it, right? It's like a, an auxiliary piece. Like a lot of the auxiliary pieces still have the old, terrible turn rates and things, even after the changes. It's like, and then, and then this thing, you know? I didn't, it's just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, it's annoying. It's just like, ah, yeah. oh. it just sucks, man. They, it just sucks. They really need some they need to hire someone or make a new position where it's their job maybe it's a team you know it's like the balancing team and it's their job mm. to look at data and statistics you know pick the outliers you know you know because i i personally dislike running the mo stock and the prs stock on all my builds like it's just it's solved metas are extremely boring they're extremely mm -hmm. boring i think like Balance patches, things to shake up metas are extremely healthy for life service games. So I really, yeah, I don't know. This, can you just not it make videos sad, about broken stuff? Just DM I me. Know. Just DM me. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I know. Now all the comments, people are just being like, <laughs> it's gone already, Sag face. You know, it's just like, uh, so, oh, I'm just like, oh, man. It's so bad. It literally 20. Didn't even let the video run out for like three days or something. Literally just like slapped it halfway through going through YouTube. Like, for God's sake. Half the people watching it still think it's legit. Like they didn't read the comment. I'd like put it in the pinned comment in the description, but like most people don't read that, right? They're just yeah. going like, this doesn't work anymore. It's like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it is what it is. Oh, it made me sad. Yeah, it just brought too many things up of just like random suppressors not working in Punisher and all, all this kind of stuff. There needs to be a unification of these things done, you know? There yeah. needs to be a, a holistic step back view of a lot of these things to systematize stuff and stop having to fiddle around doing whatever i, I don't know i just yeah anyway I mean, yeah all right moving on yeah moving on <laughs> moving on let's talk about the most exciting thing that's come out which has lifted spirits because mm. i was a bit sad before this so i'm quite actually quite glad that this came through was the preliminary roadmap to escape from talk of updates the first of all preliminary roadmap to escape from talk of updates that we've ever seen, ever. And it was the one that Nice Guy had alluded to previously. I don't know exactly how much influence he has had on this one in particular, but I presume some. Um, he's obviously not going to let on if he's sort of speaking to them in private, but I don't know. But the thing that's cool on this is that we have a timeline, and I know it's, does, it's not timestamped, and lots of people have said, not timestamped. You know, right. It's not timestamped. It's not timestamped. But, but it's ordered. It's ordered. By what's coming when. At least in theory. Which is exciting <laughs> to me. I think that's, that's cool. Because now I'm, we kind of know like what they want to do in each part, more specifically, which is, which is good. Yeah. At the very least, we have something on paper we can look at. I think that's good. Exactly. And they, Nikita did say, and this is where it gets a bit confusing, I guess, is Nikita did say, oh, we'd like to have a patch in April, <laughs> the 28th, as we record it, <laughs> this podcast. Um, but nice guy did allude to the fact that maybe all the stuff they'd done was the patch. I, don't, I feel like that's maybe not the case, but I don't know. And then they wanted to do a big one in May. So which whether there's one of those is one of these. I don't really know. But anyway, so the first one, 
13.0.5, the technical update. This is going to be fixes for visual problems with flashlights, the way, uh, the way they function and the light on weapons. So obviously the flashlight bug fix. Every single time I'm live, I get asked probably every 15 minutes by somebody whether the flashlight bug is fixed. And I say no. <laughs> um, Oof. I don't know what else is coming here. The, like the way they function. I mean, maybe they just mean technically speaking rather than... Because they, they seem to actually work quite well now from a client side perspective. So I don't think they need to change anything necessarily like that. It's just whatever it is that's causing this bug, I suppose. I don't know whether... They, I mean, it does say technical updates. So presumably this is just technical fixes is my guess. I don't think we're going to see a radical, like a new overhaul of the flashlights or whatever. Yeah. It must just be the way it works, which the reason why we keep getting these issues and keep getting these bugs re- pop back up and reappear again. Evil lines of code, as Nikita put it that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, a rework of the sky on all locations, which is interesting, makes me wonder that maybe an early version of that got released by accident. You know, when they did that update the yeah. other day, and everyone's like, oh, everything looks really cool and the lighting looks sick, and then they reverted it. It's possible. I wonder whether it got released by accident or like an early version or whatever. Um, Oculus audio tweaks on interchange and Lighthouse seems pretty necessary. I mean, Lighthouse technically has the Oculus audio on it. Oh, it now, does. I think. You would know better than me. <laughs> I think it was Reserve and, and Lighthouse that got the update, and Interchange obviously didn't. Mm-hmm. But I was playing Lighthouse the other day because I've been looking for various things, and I was playing in chalets, and I could not tell if the guy was above, below, on the same level as me at all in the southern chalet, the higher chalet. So that's probably necessary. <laughs> I was in the little parking garage outside, like where the, the 4x4 is, and I just couldn't, I couldn't tell. I did a, yeah. a full ego lean swing peek into the main chalet, and there's just no one there. I was like, oh. <laughs> I ran yeah. back into my hole, like, okay, well, where is he then? Is he downstairs? <laughs> is he upstairs? Like, I don't want to just like push him in the attic. Right. Because he might just be downstairs and shoot me in the ass. So it was, yeah, it was really awkward. So hopefully they do that. Interchange obviously does need it because that's, I think it's the last map. And he showed the, the technicalities of that on the last Tarkov TV with the huge mesh and all the crazy stuff that they're doing there, which is, you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, all they need to do is make it so that the different floors sound different. It's better. I mean, it probably ends up being more complicated than that for various reasons. But mm-hmm. anyway, look forward to that. Now, there's a, there's a really weird line here. Changes in the headset system. I have no idea what that could even mean. Yeah, it's a bit vague and ambiguous. I mean, it... yeah, I don't. If it's to do with the audio and the EQ or something, then I guess we're just right. going to have to wait for to put another video out, you know, about the, <laughs> which headset is the best. But I, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what else that could be. It must just be changes to the headsets balancing and, and, and stuff like that. It must be. I can't think of anything else that it could be. Yeah, I, I, I honestly have no idea. I mean, yeah. It, okay. yeah. <laughs> Changes in the AI voice line playback system, in particular their frequency, volume, and positioning. Uh, so I had a... I was just reading that, and I was like, when I saw the word frequency... Do they mean, and I was probably thinking this because of the previous line about changes in headset systems, do they mean frequency as in, like, hertz on the frequency scale? Or do they mean frequency as in how often they do their voice lines? Do you know what I mean? I thought the former when you when I first read it, right. but I actually think it's probably the latter, because it doesn't really make any sense if it's, like, hertz. 
<laughs> we're gonna make all the scabs really dupe. <laughs> Wonosuko. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like playing worms, Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I presume it's about the the amount that they speak. I would guess. Yep. I don't They're know gonna... whether they're going to do it more or less, though. I'm not sure which way I'd prefer them to go. Obviously, more from a gameplay perspective, but all right. Let me let me they read the quite a lot. Mm. let me read the meme version. Mm. Changes in AI voice line playback system, in particular, their frequency, which will make them high pitched, the volume, which will be significantly louder, and the positioning will be in the opposite direction. <laughs> That's the meme version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're yeah, going to make them. Like volume, what is that? Because you know that like Steam Audio had that issue, which I don't think Oculus has anything remotely like that. Well, uh oh. I'll <laughs> let you say what you're gonna say, and then I'll say what I'm gonna say. Where the the sound of the scab will come in from like super loud, like Wanan Suka, and it just fade. <laughs> yeah, there isn't anything like that for voice lines, as far as I'm aware. However. Oculus Audio does have, interestingly, a similar bug, which seems to only happen to certain people. I haven't seen what? too much about it. I think oh, somebody put a video out about it, and I can't remember who it was. And I think it might have been very bad scav, actually. And oh. some people, including me, hearing a... And it's oh, like a single like footstep... A- like or, a like a chick or like a like a like a little a nick like sound. A, like, yeah, I don't really know. It's like maybe like a like part of a footstep audio, or yeah. it almost sounds like a grenade pin being pulled, or like yeah. part of the key, like the key audio being turned. But I, it's not. I not think quite I've bad. experienced this as well. Yeah, and if you look in that direction, lo and behold, there they are. Mm. So you can tell where people are because of that. Again, it's a little bit interesting. It's 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 not the same as the Steam Audio one because that was the you could hear the key turning and you look through the window and the guys there in the customs office, whereas this <laughs> is more you hear the sound and it's somebody walking. Yeah, it's 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 very crazy. It's very very crazy. So I yeah I don't know. It's it's, it's yeah it's, it's an odd one, but that one that I don't know. It's kind of annoying that that's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, we thought all that stuff was fixed, and it's like mm, maybe it's the game after all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, man. I'm, you brought you brought that up now because I do remember mm-hmm. that, and it's like such a it. It makes me wonder if what's happening is because okay, the, the, the this is the theory in my mind is with the old Steam Audio bug, the sound would play, but there was a bug where the system wouldn't properly recognize to occlude the sound. But once it caught up, it's like, oh, we need to occlude this sound because this is like through five different layers of wall. The occlusion kicks yeah. in and the occlusion is much more of a curve. So it's like a smooth occluding audio sound and that ha- creates that fade effect. Whereas in the Unity one, it plays a sound. And it's like, oh, shit, we need to occlude this. Let's occlude it now. And Unity's a much more linear, just like cut off. So it's like yeah. only plays part of the sound. You don't get that smooth fade off. So maybe the bugs still exist. Maybe that. I, don't, I mean, it's a, it's a theory, a game theory. Yeah. I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. It's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. So I hope that they can fix that soon because it is, it is annoying. You can again, it's one of those things. You can use it to your advantage. It's the yeah. little signpost that allows you to use it to your advantage. But just 
Oh god, I can't believe there's another one in the game. It's like same but different, you know. It's like it's it's the, the classic programming adage. You know, bugs are never removed or destroyed; they just change from one form to another. Mm. I like that. <laughs> yep. Some so, bugs are features as well. <laughs> in, indeed, indeed. If it, yeah, if a bug is prevalent for too long, it just yeah. becomes a feature, basically. That's kind of um, how creep denial worked in Dota Two. Sorry to insert Dota Two ramblings in the Tarkov podcast, but. It's, you know, it was like a Warcraft 3 feature, so to speak. Um, but it was kind of an unintended bug in the Dota system, and it basically carried over as a rule set. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is, it is interesting how some of those things manifest. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like bugs that become features of games is actually pretty interesting. Like I know some of the old RTSs used to have that, like StarCraft and stuff, and they became like big features of the game, the way that these things interacted and, and whatnot. Um, anyway, wildly off topic. Yes. So a lot of this is like audio stuff. I mean, you know, we'll just see how much they can get done. They're like fixes for incorrect sound and volume of gunshots and explosions at short distances. I mean, it, it doesn't sound wrong to me. I mean, I don't know really what that is to do with. Again, like I, it feels fine. I don't know. What's the problem? Well, isn't there like a weird issue with like distant gunshots behaving abnormally? Well, there's, I've heard some sound cutoff stuff. A little bit, but that's mm-hmm. that got on forever. But this says at short distances, which has always felt okay to me. Oh, okay, yeah, I missed that important <laughs> word there. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Like guns, yeah, sound pretty good to me. It's short distances, I don't know. Maybe someone will be able to explain why why that's there. I don't know, but I can't. I can only speculate. Mm. And then um, fixes for incorrect movement of bots in the prone position. I don't know if I've ever seen a bot prone. <laughs> well, uh, prone and move. So. The only time I've seen them screwed up was sniper scavs doing weird stuff, but I haven't seen one for a long time like that. I had one, it was almost, it was on the roof of the power station and he yeah. was basically on his back, like glitching halfway through the building <laughs> and he just one-tapped me with a moat and it was like the most <laughs> meme thing ever. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, seen yeah. them like prone, you know, they're basically like standing up on their head, essentially, like they're they're proned yeah. so vertically that the, their legs are in the air, but I've never seen them like prone and move. That that man, I don't true. know if that's what they like. If but the incorrect movement, <sighs> as in they don't. Yeah, like I've never seen a bot. It would be kind of cool to see. Like, just imagine like Killer crawling through the ball. Oh <laughs> random. my god! Don't even don't even think about that. that imagine him like crawling super fast. <laughs> the crawl power slide with the RPK. You know. <laughs> It's like some demonic fucking killer version, just like just crawling through the wall. It's like one of those hackers, you know, when they're yeah, just like yeah. going around on the floor, like they're almost like t posing on the ground, just like a super speed. So you can't even shoot at them. Oh my god, it sounds like something out of the nightmares, you know, nightmare fuel. Damn, I want to, I want to play oh a Tarkov mod that's just called Curse Tarkov, and it's just like all the cursed things you can imagine in Tarkov. Yeah, it'd be like some kind of. MLG, you know, all sorts of like horrible memes. You play one of those awful games. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There was one of those that I played. It was, it was so funny. It absolutely cracked me up. I think it was very, very late. I was like slightly hysterical at a land party <laughs> and played this thing. I was just, it just broke me. Just broke my mind. So that's the first that's the first one. That's gonna be the yes. technical update. Now I don't know, that just sounds pretty normal, honestly. I don't know when that's gonna come. It was it's funny because people are talking as I say people, nice guys talking about you know when wipe in his videos and saying like, oh you know, there could be a could be a May wipe, early wipe in May or whatever, and there could be two wipes in all, all of this stuff. We'll get to the other stuff in a minute, but 
I, I don't know, given them at the end of April already, um, I think even he was kind of saying, well, you know, it'll probably overrun and probably end up in June if, it, if they were planning on doing it early. I just really hope it isn't because, like, I'm busy at the beginning of June, so I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking my side on this, you know. So I'm like, nah, there's no way it's going to yeah. be, no way it's going to be very, no, no chance, no chance. But um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely not not white worthy. But the the next update, again, we don't have any timings on any of this stuff. But the next one is just a standalone piece that just says transition to Unity 2021. It will allow the introduction of new technologies aimed at optimizing and updating graphics, including support for HDR, reducing memory consumption by optimizing the memory usage of locations and items. Good. As you <laughs> said before, right? In the Rust community, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Unity 2021. So, and these guys have hyped it up too. I mean, they hyped it up in the past, upgrading Unity to whatever the one we're on right now is. Are we on 19? I feel like we're maybe on 19 or 20. Yeah, I believe I so. 19. I don't know. And then we don't really know what came with that. But I mean, this one should come with other cool stuff because we've heard, I guess, from the next section. Um, like, did, did the game wipe last time? It, it did, didn't it, for the update? Or did it not? I think it, I thought it did. Do you mean the, just, like a unit, an engine upgrade? Yeah, for Unity, for Unity oh, 2019. Okay, did yeah, we wipe with that? I, I honestly it might have been the remember. one that added Lighthouse. I actually just can't remember anymore. I wonder if I can just find it really quickly. Unity 2019, Tarkov. While you're looking up that, let me say this about 2021. I did look up uh, a few videos and um, to get a better idea, Zach, because I know it stands for High Definition Render Pipeline, but what exactly Mm -hmm. does that mean? You know, don't really know. And they got some lines in here about reducing memory consumption by optimizing memory usage of locations and items, updating graphics, blah, blah, blah. So I looked it up and essentially, Prior to, um, there's basically two different render options. There's like, uh, oh man, it's like Unity Universal Renderer, and then there's this new HDR renderer. And essentially the Universal one, or the Unity one, the the standard one, is kind of like a catch-all. And it's like, you know, if you're going to be making a game for like mobile consoles, PC, like a multi-platform game, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. need like all these advanced graphics then use this version because it's got a lot more compatibility, um, etc. Whereas the HDR, it's like, hey, if you're making like a PC game, this is like the one to go with. And part of that is because you got features like ray tracing, path tracing, which is like similar to do with like lighting and ray tracing. It just uses paths instead of rays. Um, tons of like ad- graphical, technical stuff. Like I was watching, you can use something called probes and basically when you move like a character into the shadow it's like changes how the the lighting works like it's a lot more it's essentially very realistic hyper realistic so that could play into some of these things with like reworking sky in all locations the lighting interchange so i'm actually pretty optimistic about this coming to the game and then the bonuses if another thing that could lead to this is maybe if they were trying to do some of the things that they're doing now in the old renderer that was like you can make it work but it's not ideal maybe this Mm. will like remove those unideal uh uh things they've done (laughs) for lack of a better word which may free up performance to use something that's built you know more ideal for it so i'm pretty i'm pretty excited to see like i said you know and like you said it was a it was a big deal in the Rust community. It was a lot of hype, and yeah, 
So we'll see. Yeah, that's cool. It looks like it did actually. It was 12.11, it seems, was the Unity hmm. 2019 patch, which was a wipe. And that was the one where they added the factory expansion and Tagilla. It feels like a long time ago now. Yeah, wow. That is a. 12.11 feels, feels like, feels like any, anything pre 12.12 feels like ancient Tarkov history. Yeah, it really you know? does. 12.12 was a big patch, too. Mm hmm. They added Scav Karma. Yeah. The sorting table. Indeed. Crazy. Um, anyway, so so that's the that's the big one, I guess, uh, is the Unity 2021. And then that's going to allow all sorts of other stuff. So that's kind of that seems to just be on its own. It doesn't have a patch associated with it. So I guess it's just going to be the update. I mean, whether they need to wipe or not for that, I'm not sure. Like they might not actually need to, really, because I think it's gonna be a timing thing. I mean, the, the one oh, thing Gig or Nikita said was uh on the podcast is they wanted to do a technical patch in May. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah. should be this, you know, if all these go to plan, update dot thirteen dot zero dot five on this roadmap, the first item says technical update. So that might be what we get or some of those things. Or I maybe things I'm... get delayed, who knows? Um Yeah. I I it wouldn't be I don't think it would be out of the question. I mean, we, we could talk about it a little bit afterwards, just whatever. But I don't think it'd be out of the question that that comes in May. Unity and maybe the next patch come together as a white in like, you know, June or whatever. Right, would and be a the final one June. towards maybe the end of the year or something. I, I don't know, but we'll see. Anyway, yeah. so, so the next one is another technical update, which seems to be based a lot on some Unity 2021 20, stuff, plus some of the things Nikita's talked about. I don't know whether those are... 2021 required or not but other than those other things are the reworks that they've talked about rather than just fudging along doing whatever they've been doing for the whole time they've made the game but reworking some of these core components to, to the game from scratch there's the fundamental changes the architecture the display and synchronization of players on their client and the connection to the server which is basically desync that's what everybody will know as is desync Gradual increase in the number of players and bots in the raid to 60, which Nikita said that they tested already and, and did work, according to him. Oh, this says players and bots. So that's a little bit more of an inclination. Because he said like 60 back in the players, day. And we were, we were thinking, oh, does he mean like players, like real players and bots? Or like, is that all 60 players? Mm -hmm. I don't know how much yeah. that actually matters, but um, in yeah, terms of like performance, sure. but in terms of like gameplay, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, because he said, didn't he, that um, 60 is just a number. We could kind of do whatever. Like once mm -hmm. they've, once they've, I guess, like uh, got into whatever, what would you call it? Like industrialized the process for communication and slimlined it down or whatever, then it's something actually that Veritas said a long time ago, saying like adding new players to the map, like actual PMCs to the map, shouldn't do anything mm -hmm. if you've written it right, right, in his opinion, which... I think he's, you know, he doesn't know the inner workings of Tarkov either, but I think given his background, I think he has a better idea than, than most other people on whether that's like plausible or not. Mm -hmm. um, and this may be, you know, from what Nikita was saying, it did sound that that was the case, right? He said like 60 is just a number, we can do yeah. whatever. So like once we've scaled it properly, then you can add as many people as you like, really. I mean, until you hit the next kind of weird theoretical limit or, or right, something. Because right. if each incremental player that you add is only now a tiny fraction of what, what it was before, you now the sky's the limit or whatever. Now you're just up to gameplay balancing and what's sensible rather than like technical technological limitations, which sounds like we are at the moment. I mean, 
we've said before, we send an enormous amount of data back and forth between each other. Like why the hackers can see RKD and stuff. Like why is that even, why is that even transmitted? Like it's not even necessary. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's like a ton of information that's just transmitted that's not necessary. And slimming that down, I would imagine, it would be hard to imagine otherwise that this, that, that, that kind of thing is what's going to be included in making the 60 players work, right? Because um, it's one of those issues where I guess like the more players you add, it gets like more and more and more difficult because each player needs to be told all of the other players. So as you add each incremental player, you're adding, it's like, you know, it's like an exponent, right? It's like if there's two people, yeah. they just need to know where each other are. If there's three, you have to know where two other people are now. And like, yeah, it goes through the server. So it's not like peer to peer or anything, but you know, you have like 60 people, your client has to be updated on the positions of 60 other players. So yeah. It has to be industrialized or it doesn't work. Um, so there's that. Sorry, were you going to say something before I move on? Oh, I was just going to bring up Battle Royales. I mean, like, I, I my understanding mm. from Apex Legends, at least, is, like, the serve. In other words, to support what Veritas was saying, like, you can have, like, there is a limitation. Done, yeah. But if you do the, set, set up your foundation right, Apex runs at, like, a lower tick rate at the start of the, the match for, oh, really? like, stability. Yeah, and as the, as the player count goes down, the tick rate actually goes up. Interesting That's enough. Clever. Yeah. That's um, clever. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, but it's, it's like yeah, PUBG and Fortnite started out with a hundred people as the mm-hmm. like that's how the games begin, you know, like PUBG. You know, PUBG is like notoriously not that well written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially not at the start. Not that, at the start, know, right? So improving hit registration. Okay. Yay! Good. That's good. Yeah. Increase in accuracy of positioning, position matching. I'm not sure what the brackets mean there, but of players on the server and the client. Okay, so it's again desynky de- stuff. Right. Noticeable increase in FPS and online raids. Yay. <laughs> that gets me nice. excited. I guess that must be the same kind of thing, right? It's like your the game's having to do a lot of work, like processing all this useless information and mm-hmm. freeing all that up. Yeah. Like whether it's whether it's just players or whether it's the other stuff and just the all or just all the things, right, that they're they're tweaking. Hopefully we'll get some more FPS, which be good. Reducing the chance of encountering desynchronization with the server. I mean, that's just, yeah, fine. Good, good thing, right? I presume that the only way that I can imagine that is that, like, when you get that weird desync notice now, it's normally where the server seems to be extra busy. You know, it's normally where you get those kind of issues of desynchronization because the server's, like, busy doing whatever and it can't update fast enough for some reason. So hopefully they get rid of that. And net- network traffic optimization. Good. You know, there's nothing you can say about that other yeah. than it's just a good thing. <laughs> These are and nerfs then, to my desync gameplay. I hate it. No, exactly. My skill cap. You know, we've <laughs> yeah. all learned how to play with desync now. You know, new players have to learn how to do desync. <laughs> Bro, this is so cringe. I can't push the guy and get a 250 millisecond advantage. It's so cringe. Oh, people can hold angles now. Ah, oh. dude. I mean, honestly, like we're we're being hyperbolic and a little silly, but if if like this does drastically improve, like you know, 50 milliseconds, we'll say. Uh, holding angles is going to be like extremely good, and it will drastically change gameplay. I would imagine it will hugely change PvP if the yeah. thing decreases for sure. Like it's one of the only games where you can just aggressively push corners and win mm-hmm. if you know what they are. You know, it's just like it's it's not long enough. It's not long enough to push around the corner and not know someone's there to stop, to aim, to shoot, and hit them in the head unless they're kind of slow. Like if if you're both if you're playing against yourself. The angle holder will win if the the pusher doesn't know they're there. Yeah. But if you know somebody's there and you know kind of where they are, you can normally win, right? Because you get to push 
you get to pre-fire, you get to get that little bit of advantage, and by the time that they get to react, they're already dead on the server. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting though to see how people, like, some people are going to struggle, I think, if they do put this thing through, because it's just going to be ingrained in muscle memory. How exactly. To play, like, to relearn how to play the whole game. Yeah. It's going to be nutty. It's going to be nuts. Um, new culling system on the old locations. This is cool. We saw this when he was doing his his cast about the, the culling system, which is pretty good. It was the one where he was like moving in and out on streets, out through the different like walls and windows and whatever. And like stuff was like appearing, and disappearing, which is really, really neat. So if they put that on the other maps too, then I guess we're going to get like loads of extra FPS on all these other maps. We're going to run a customs at 500 FPS. It's going to be, we're going to have inter-tick updates like CS. No, okay, I'm going, I'm going crazy. <laughs> I'm going crazy now. But no, if, if we can get a bit more FPS on some of these other maps too, that'd be good. It'll help people with lower-end systems for sure. Like, I don't really need it now anywhere other than maybe Streets and Lighthouse, I would yeah. say. Um, but, yeah, Probably some people still people. struggle, in this, especially with scopes, if you haven't got, like, a... Yeah. Like, yeah, if you, if you haven't got a 50, 100 X3D, you know, if you're just not one of them people, <laughs> it's a shame, but, you know. By the way, you brought up scopes, and I have to ask, have you done any tweaks with, like, DLS, DR, DLSS, and scope since they've done the changes and you guys new monitor. I know you talked about this a little bit, but have you mm. experimented with any of that stuff? I, I'm not doing so. I have to be extra careful because I'm also tweaking my system for the fact that I'm streaming on one machine. Right, right. Okay. So it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Everything was working fine except lighthouse and streets, which crash the encoder because i'm pushing so much through it uh, okay. i spent a long time testing it lighthouse seems to be a vram issue and uh, i turned mip streaming on and that fixed it okay. i did a few things actually i turned mip streaming on i turned the textures to low because actually i end up having like pushing a little bit back over to the cpu mm-hmm. actually stops me from breaking my encoding yeah like yeah. what happens is like uh, it's just it's got it's complicated but like the gpu like when you look at it's quite complicated now i've like spent ages looking at all these charts when you look at the um, the GPU in the task manager, GPU 3D, when that gets really close to 100%, it starts causing problems in OBS, even if you have game mode off and even if you have um, it running in admin mode. So before anybody, before anyone tells me to do that, like I'm doing that already. And um, as soon as it gets to near 100%, it does start to have problems and it has issues drawing frames. And when the frame delay, I think when it reaches five seconds, it gets a FFmpeg error and kicks it out. Okay. And it, and it, and it kicks the stream out. So you, and you can fix it. You can just restart it. It's fine. Um, you like you have to stop all you have to stop all encodings. So you have to like stop recording as well, mm-hmm. and then restart all the streams, and then it will reconnect, which is okay. But it's just it's a pain. Yeah, and that was happening to me on Lighthouse and Street. So like I have some weird specific problems, but just part of my solution to solve this was using DLSS because it now looks right. really good, and I use DLSS all the time now. Okay, I'm a little bit scared to use DLDSR on mm-hmm. top of it. If I wasn't streaming at the same time. I probably would be using the max upscaling mm-hmm. on DLDSR in combination with DLSS. Now, do you notice what the scopes on DLSS are? Are they clear? Do you get massive drops? They are clear and okay. fixed. Um, I get still drops, like frame drops, but not. It's not crazy. I, I'm suspicious that the way that they fixed it. Because they can't, you know, it depends on, there's so many different graphic settings, right? My suspicion is that when you scope in with DLSS on, 
My suspicion is that the, that the scope renders like the normal game with the normal settings without DLSS is my suspicion. It's how it looks to me, but I'm not 100% sure. It Say just again. looks like... The, so, so my suspicion is if you have DLSS on and you scope in, the stuff that's rendered inside the scope looks to me like your game settings without DLSS. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it looks like DLSS isn't on inside scopes. I, I think. Don't quote me on this because I okay. haven't done like, you know, like loads of testing, but mm. I've, you know, I was testing other things at the same time, but I sort of incidentally noticed that that might be true. Um, but it doesn't matter because it looks clear and clean and it looks nice. It's, it's fine. And it's only rendering a small, you know, I guess it's like you get yeah. a frame drop. It's only rendering a small portion, so. Yeah, that's interesting because I thought it, it, I could see it making sense because if the problem was that it was trying to upscale, you know, essentially a a, a render within a render, then because that's a downscale first and then AI upscale. I mean, it's all done on the GPU, but perhaps maybe the the coding was a little too much going on within the game, and and that's why it looked kind of muddy on the One X. I don't know. It's that's an interesting thought. Yeah, it's, it's it's actually interesting that you brought that up as well. Now that thinking about like how it ends up working, because I don't actually know how that functions. Then, like, I guess, well, yeah, because DLSS does it does save you performance, doesn't it? Because it, yes, um, because it uses the AI up, so it doesn't have to render as much, and then it uses the AI, which would have been less performance than actually doing the full render at right. the full res. Which is why, again, it's another small worry for me if you wanted to upscale it, because then it's going to use another layer of AI, which then actually increases your GPU usage even more, which I can't really take in certain mm-hmm. circumstances. I had to turn NVIDIA broadcast off. So, you know, I did that one cast with the beautiful background that looks like yeah. a, in a proper lens. I had to turn that off because that's like 3 or 4% of my GPU's <laughs> usage right. on GPU 3D yeah. doing the AI for doing the background. And like I couldn't run that at the same time. And again, with their noise suppression, it's, it's annoying because I was like trying to trying to optimize this stuff but um it's complicated oh it's, it's yeah it's too complicated i'm like i, I ended up spending like a long time <laughs> reading nvidia's guide to um nvenc as well yeah. i read through the whole document Jesus. and all this stuff like i spent a long time looking through all this crap to try and make it stop breaking my freaking stream um because at this point like i don't really care like what it looks like i just don't want it to break and it's actually flawless on all the other maps. Like I could probably do what I like on the other maps, but Lighthouse and Streets, because they just they clog up somewhere and they clog up in VRAM and like mm. and then I had weird stuff where like people said, Oh, it's just a complete slideshow. And I was looking over and I was like, Oh man, like GP three D is like super, super high. And I'm I minimized the game and reopened it again and it tanked to like 40-50%. Same frame rate. Loads of headroom, completely fine after that. Interesting. Like, what? Was it like stuff loading in? Or yeah. It's like it's worse at the start of um of a raid hmm. it's so weird i don't understand yeah i don't know i really don't know it's very very odd another thing that i don't like we talked about this before about the upscale in dldsr is you basically have to run it in full screen if you right if, yeah if you like, try to alt, if not... you try to alt tab it's like <laughs> yeah it's a little all your windows wonky. move everywhere and it's awful and like, yeah you know i alt tab to do bits and pieces while i'm streaming or whatever and i don't want it to just be like resizing the whole time it yeah. just sucks no, I, I can't so, really get that sentiment. So it's better. I mean, it is better, but I can't. I just can't. I can't use. It I mean, if you're, you know, if you're on a single system, one PC, one monitor, I, you know, I think, and you're not streaming, doing anything like that. I mean, I think DLSS mm. 
and uh, DLSDR are like the way to go, generally speaking. Yeah. Maybe maybe drop DLSS if you know you don't have the requirements for it, or you know there's some weird things with scopes, um, you know, uh, PVO scopes or whatever they're they're called. Um, so yeah, but now now it sounds like the next thing on your list, Giga, is a uh, second PC, a streaming PC, one that you can multitask on and stream and. I don't know, because that comes with its whole own set of problems, you know, like right. every time Windows updates, you have to refix all the audio and you need like, you know, interfaces yeah. to plug the audio, like route the audio from it's one a, place to another and you need the capture headache. cards and it's like, it's yeah. a whole nother problem. No, for sure. Um, so I don't really know, like I'm, I'm at the, li- I'm definitely at the limit of my system. Um, like right now I'm streaming out, like not, not right now, but like when I stream normally, I'm streaming because I, I actually don't stream uh, ScavTalk to, to YouTube. But I normally stream 1440p. Oh, that's right. You do two streams. I forgot about that. Yeah. At the same time, which yeah. is, I'm really taxing it. You know, I'm pushing the encoder to its limit. So I've got, yeah, my encoding's normally up at, you know, 85% mm-hmm. or something the whole time. And like the GPU is just like, like <sighs> continuously. Yeah. Like a 1440p stream out to YouTube in 20K, a 920p stream out to Twitch in 8K, oh, a no. local recording in CQP. Uh, yeah. like 24 or something so it's three separate <laughs> encodings happening all at the same time yeah. um, and then like you know Tarkov right. and a web browser right. I actually changed it over to Opera GX because I have too many tabs in Chrome and it's just like it dogs too many resources whereas Opera's like a bit lighter and I can only have like you know just the streaming tabs and you can limit its CPU so you can't limit its GPU annoyingly but you can limit the CPU so mm. it's like really low and like hardly you know it only uses the scraps that you give it um which is interesting, but one cool thing is in in that. So I've got like hardware acceleration on in Chrome, so things work normally. But I've got it off in Opera, so it actually runs on my processor, so it doesn't bottleneck my. So all the like browser sources and things, because I've got like some stuff going in on that side, that all runs on CPU instead. So it's actually just better in general. Because I like I, was, I found myself like in this weird GPU bottleneck situation, just being like, "Huh, this is really odd," just because I'm like driving so much through it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of like where I'm at, but I don't know. I was I had a very quick chat with Chipperwobber about it, and he was the the man, the myth, the legend who was telling us about DLSS plus DLDSR in the first place, and has an amazing video. If no one's ever uh, seen it, go and watch his video on DLSS plus DLDSR because it's it's very very good, and he knows what he's talking about, and he's a legend at building PCs and all this kind of stuff. And he was telling me about um, the new some of the four series Nvidia cards, which have a dual NVENC encoders. I didn't I didn't realize this which is actually pretty cool because like I'm not quite there, but I'm pretty much there, right? Like any kind of increases in res or if people move up to 4K or whatever, like if I want to do another encode for whatever reason, like I'm out of room, like I can't do any more yeah. um, on the video encoder. Like I'm surprised. I know this is kind of going, you know, this is kind of going on topic, but it's sort of it's related to all this stuff, I guess. I was surprised reading through the NVIDIA encoder documentation for OBS and streaming and yada yada as to how much it can actually do. It can do, it can encode two 4Ks at once. Wow. Which was surprising. So, I mean, I did a lot of optimization at the beginning because it wasn't working for some reason. It turned out it's because I had multi-pass on. OBS has got a multi-pass mode on automatically. So I was trying to do two streams with multi-pass and so I was going over the limit and that's why I was getting these like um, encoded encoder lags. I just, I just couldn't, it couldn't do as much as mm-hmm. I was telling it to do. Um, but yeah, I was, I was actually surprised it could do two 4Ks at once. Like it's a very powerful 
Like the hardware encoder on the NVIDIA cards is really good. But apparently some of the full series ones have got two on them. So you literally have like twice the throughput for, or twice the res or twice, just twice the encoding bandwidth you do on um, the three series and below, which is interesting. So yeah, something to bear in mind. I didn't know that that was, that was true. I don't can't, know. I like, I've, I've thought about this dual PC thing for ages. But... Can they do uh, AV1 encoding as well? The, the four series, 4,000 series? Oh, I, I don't know. Remember. I th- Heck yeah, I can't remember. I feel like they should be able to. I feel like they should be able to. Maybe the ones that are just coming out now. Mm. Nonetheless, though, if <sighs> that's that's something else to uh, I've I uh, Epos Fox has a video on the mm-hmm. AV1 encoding and. Dude, oh, the stuff you can do is insane. I mean, not only is it just, like, a general upgrade across the board in terms of, like, quality, and then I even think, whatever, quality for sure. Um, The freaking, you can do some ridiculous recording stuff, like 4K native at, like, 120 FPS. Which means you could basically, I think you can even go as high as like, I don't think you can do 4K native at 240 FPS, but you can do like 1440p at 240 FPS, which means like essentially you're, you're recording 60 FPS, uh, or I guess that's not a good way to describe it. You can essentially create slow, slow-mo footage natively, natively yeah. which is just like unreal, dude. Like it's so cool. You could take your you know the other methods are a lot less ideal because when you take like 60 fps footage and you try to stretch it out to make it slow uh slow motion like let's say you want to half it you're basically taking duplicate frames you know you're and you're just duplicating them um or you can do some type of other methods like uh where it blends the frames together as it transitions to the next frame but because it's stretched stretched out, you know, it's you're gonna see that blend, or you can do um, some other method, which which uh, it can work. I forget what it's called, but it's not it's not amazing. Um, anywho, it's really freaking cool. But uh, nonetheless, if if stuff moves like YouTube and Twitch move to AV1 encoding, like support it, that will be huge for streams and whatnot. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. It is just the the full series. Forty, fifty, forty, sixty, forty, seventy, forty, eighty, forty, ninety. They have the AV one encoder. They do. Okay, you can decode. Cool. You can decode AV one mm-hmm. on the thirty series. But you can't encode AV one on yeah. the thirty series, which is cool. I know that you can do like YouTube actually supports HDVC, which is like a small upgrade mm-hmm. on the existing like X two six four encoding. Okay, but I've not I've not bothered doing that. But I think YouTube is like the only platform. To be honest, it's I'm running it, it's its own thing, so. I've, Probably I could do if I wanted to. But the thing about YouTube, right, is that like I could just throw as much bitrate as I like because they just yeah will take whatever. You can go up to like fifty k, so it kind of seems a bit pointless. <laughs> that, yeah, I think you're losing something there, but and still two hundred k is like, dude, that's really nice. Or sorry, twenty k, twenty k. That's what you're saying yeah. on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah. And th- but the thing is, they re-encode it anyway, so it's like. You know, no matter what beautiful oh. format you send it to them in, like it looks, you know, even when I send them in my regular videos, they look beautiful on my screen. And then when they re encode it, 
This is actually the fi- okay. The final oh. tangent for me. The final tangent for me here on this, given that that we've like neatly just led on to the YouTube encoding thing. One thing that's like really bizarre about the YouTube encoding stuff is, so if you is one of the reasons why I wanted to upgrade to the fourteen forty p monitor because they use uh, VP nine VP nine yeah to encode if you send them fourteen forty p or right. higher. Now. Because I'm doing it natively, that just happens automatically now, which is which is useful, and that's the same for the streams too, which is good. So you get a better encoder, so you get better quality. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that Epos Vox was actually, maybe, maybe it was him or someone else. There was another video Air about how even maybe. if you're in, don't know, even if you're in 1080, you should just upscale it to 1440p and just send it to YouTube. Really? Because yeah, because you get a better encoder and you end up with better quality, even at 1080, that's even though funny. it was in 1080, because you force them to use the VP9 instead. One really random downside that I found the other day was my recording broke, or I, I think my hard drive got full, actually, because I underestimated the new size of the files with the 1440p. And I was like, well, I'll just download the VOD and it'll be fine. Can't use VP9 in Premiere Pro. So yeah. you can't, because it's like, you can't edit in that, really. Like, you'd have to transcode the whole video into a yeah. different format. I was like, oh, man. And you can't even, like, repackage it. It's like, you, you literally have to transcode it. It's like, oh, oh, you can't use FM, uh, MPEG to... Uh, you, you 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 can. I don't think you can remux that though. Maybe uh, I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't I don't think you can. When I looked into it, it didn't seem like you were able to. Uh, um, and I thought I think you actually had to tr- like to transcode it to something else because like because because remuxing in like FFmpeg or OBS, you're moving it from like one wrapper to another. So it's like yeah. MP4 versus MKV versus whatever, right? Right. But it's still X two six four encoded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're all the same uh, so they're just okay, it's just the wrapper format that changes whereas this is like actually a different encoder right? it's, it's, it's encoded in vp9 now so now it's just not the same so i was like oh god okay well let me just change oh no crap i can't change it like let me just put it in premiere okay premiere won't accept it either i was like yeah. oh for god's sake like i actually just can't do much with this footage like i have to take a little clip and then tran- like actually transcode it back to x264 otherwise mm-hmm. like premiere won't take it so that was a really random downside i was like okay well maybe i can't do this then or whatever all right, so we've veered wildly, wildly <laughs> off the topic of the roadmap into all of these kind of things. But I think that's kind of interesting. You know, I've been on a huge, it's, I've been on a huge push for this across the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically been a month of me streaming on YouTube now, and I think it's 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 pretty stable. Works most of the time after doing all the changes that I've done. So yeah, it'd be cool. If we get more FPS and more optimizations, then maybe I can tweak some of the settings back up without everything blowing up. Um, there's like some annoying things, especially on things like streets. You know, when you finish a raid and it's like. Oh yeah, it still does that, doesn't it? And yeah, it like, and it, yeah, and it like can kick the streams out for that too because it it like maxes out your GPS. Something <laughs> yeah. weird happens, and then yeah. it says, "Oh, more than five seconds for the last frame," and like kicks all the streams out. And I'm just like, "God's sake!" Like this is so frustrating. Anyway, so what are the last couple of things in here? So yeah, we had culling system on the old locations, optimizing RAM consumption, should be good, including elimination of possible memory leaks. Yeah, pretty pretty useful. And people. Pretty sure that there were memory leaks on streets. They did update yeah. some of it, so it wasn't quite as bad. But I mean, when it first came out, people were having to restart the game at literally every yeah, every raid, which is insane. Um, and optimized rendering system for semi-transparent materials. I mean, this is this was what Nikita was talking about. Windows on streets, he said they weren't optimized really at all at the moment. Although they're just, he said windows are just a problem for any dev. And streets has a lot of windows because it's got a lot of buildings, so they're going to optimize that, which is good. So that's it. That's its whole own technical update. Now, I don't know, like, I almost feel like that could come with the transition to Unity 2021 as a wholesale block. Yeah. They are separated out on here, right? But Yeah. 
it's almost like that Unity twenty twenty one is sort of a milestone all of its own. Yeah, yeah. I even I you know I mean there was a in one of the videos I was watching he was like hey and if you're you know if you want to know how to like take your pre existing game and upgrade it to this new system here's Unity's documentation I'll put a link down below. So there's like two separate things like if you're making if you just booted up the latest version of Unity you can choose Unity's uh renderer standard renderer or you can choose high definition render renderer whereas like it sounds like there's a particular process they got to go to bsg mm. to take their pre-existing stuff to get it put into the new hdr pipeline high definition pipeline system so there's probably i can kind of see why maybe they're breaking this out it's like okay we're gonna do the upgrade try to get the game like a decent build and yeah. that's gonna take time of its own to get everything over and then we'll be able to do some of these new other related unrelated things to optimize the game so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from their perspective, I guess it'd be quite nice to know what broke because of Unity 2020. If you do it all together, it's hard to know what broke because of 2021 and what broke yeah. because of the changes they made, right? right. You, know, you almost, in my mind, you want to just upgrade it and change nothing else. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, wait for, for, sure. the, for the floods of bug reports coming in. <laughs> yeah. Fix yeah. all that stuff and then change the next thing. Otherwise, it would be really hard, right? If you like add culling, RAM optimizations, renders, changing the render systems, yeah. fundamental changes to the architecture of server players, whatever. It's like too many things. Like you, you're not gonna be able to figure out what's what. But yeah, what do I know? What do I know? So that was so that's gonna be thirteen point one. Apparently, that's the thirteen point one technical update. Whether that's yeah, is that is that white white required i don't know it's hard to say i feel like it's hard to say i don't really know i feel like no personally i think i feel like no but i it's impossible to know patch 14 content update is the final Ooh. the final piece in this it is actually a completely new patch which is yeah or a new a new what a new what would you call it like ticking up a different index within that you I mean the the, that they've got if you ask me this would be the patch to do a wipe for sure. For sure, I agree. So Streets of Tarkov expansion. Have you seen the pictures that they put out? Um, I looked at them briefly. I, we, yeah, we can yeah. uh Yeah. Which is kinda cool. There's like a couple of there's a couple of bits in there. I mean there's there's not too much like we've seen we saw some stuff recently, but then there's like a camping shop on one of them. Another shop that looks like the interchange shop is like Papillon or something, it's like another furniture shop. The theater, which could be the theater that's already there, you know, there's the sort of cinema theater area at the moment on the streets, and then a building. Now, I did watch Nice Guy's video where he was talking about that the the one with the pink building basically tells us where the streets expansion is going to be, which is kind of cool and kind of interesting because of where it is on the map, what you can see already, the fact that there's like a sort of central, you know thing with like bushes in or whatever it looks like it's going to be the end of um i think it's i think it's the end of klimov street i'm trying to think of like where the which way the map is orientated i think because like pinewood is in the top right and then it's yeah so klimov street is across the north of the map like the way that the map's orientated at the moment on the wiki i believe you've got klimov street which is the one with the green flare that's across the whole north edge of the map and you've got pinewood on the right hand side and the, I don't even know what you'd call it, I guess like 
the sort of post office and associated area mm-hmm. in the top left hand side. And it kind of looks like it's going to be in that sort of area um, because of, yeah, this sort of central barricade part. You've got the pink building. And then in the background, there's this blue building, which is in some of the other, other screenshots as well, which looks like it's going to be the school building because it's like the gym there. And ah. it's the windows match up and stuff, which is kind of cool. So it looks like it's going to be the top, the top left hand side of the map is going to extend out even further. Um, that looks like what they're going to be doing for that from based on what we've seen. I mean, there's a bunch of other things like offices and, and whatnot and like, yeah, shops and things. So it's hard to know exactly, but it, it seems like it's going to be over in that area somewhere, which could be cool. I mean, I mean, I'm sort of excited for streets to keep you know, getting bigger and bigger. It's, it's fun. I'm almost, I don't know, am I more excited for that than a new, a brand new map? Like kind of, I don't know. I quite like map updates. Map updates are, are sort of nice, you know, they're not as daunting as, well, we're bringing a whole new map in. Okay, we'll have to go, true. you know, main this thing for, you know, two <laughs> weeks to try and like figure out what's going on. Right. Like, oh, there's just like this new piece that's kind of interesting. I quite like it. I quite like it. <laughs> Sorry. Oof. So that's, yeah, so that's the expansion that's coming up. <laughs> then they have the BTR on Streets of Tarkov. I didn't, I didn't know that all this was going to come because they, they said about all, like so many of these things before. I didn't know what was coming when, and that's why it's so good to see it here. Streets expansion, BTR on Streets of Tarkov, which may just be the taxi for the time being, but in the last podcast, Nikita said that you could do a whole podcast just talking about the BTR. Yeah. For whatever reason. The interesting thing for me, I mean, I'm going to skip right to the end for a second. It says other at the bottom, so there's, there's other things. If things look like they're missing from the list, there's other stuff coming. With the BTR, does that mean that we're going to be able to get high explosives? Because that's sort of the game loop for the BTR, right? To have some ability to blow it up with RPGs or whatever, which maybe Lightkeeper as a trader, like, who knows? You know, but that would make sense. Not that these things often do make sense in the end, but they could well add the BTR with no way to blow it up. But just it makes you wonder, you know, speculating about what might come. Um, yeah. and, and then the new boss, too, on streets, which I presume is going to be the car dealership boss. I guess it must be. I would presume as well. Which is going to make it quite interesting, to say the least. Because now that we've played Streets quite a bit as a community, it's not as big as you think, right? And it's, and it's only the first iteration of it, right? They're going to do lots of, sure. lots of updates. But with one extra expansion in one corner, as, as we think so far, that section of the map is quite central. <laughs> and if you stick the PKM, you know, ridiculous military fortress right in the middle there, it's just, like, it's right outside Check 15. There's not really many places that you can go with, without going past it from Concordia. Like, it's yeah. very difficult to get in and out of Concordia without going past it in some way. Yeah. And there's military outposts at the bottom side. You know, if you go along the main road, not, not the main roads, but the kind of the road towards the extract, like the sort of backstreet bit, like there's military outposts and stuff there around the, yeah. the car dealership. So, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how far out it's going to reach, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's, very, it's very central. It looks over lots of places. <laughs> it could be quite interesting when the map's still small-ish and maybe make people play a lot more around the top edge of the map, up where the expansion is going to be, Pinewood or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe it'll just oh, make right it a hot spot. I mean, we're going to have to figure out the whole: Are people going to farm it? How are they going to? How are they going to manage to farm this new, this new set of stuff? 
they're going to say it's an impenetrable for- fortress, but you know, yeah, it's going to figure out how to farm it. Landmines, joy. Uh... <laughs> mm. Yeah, my favorite. Oh, yeah. God, when I like when I didn't realize that there were claymores up on top of the rocks, I just like hadn't played lighthouse, and I was just like, let's just go and snipe some claymore to the to the eyes, literally like yeah. two seconds after stepping on the rocks, and just instant death. Like, oh, that's really harsh. <sighs> yep. And you can't blow them up, like you said ages ago. No, no comment. <laughs> Which is the worst part. I would like if you could blow them up, it would kind of be fair enough. If you could shoot yeah. them, blow them up, or knock them off, or whatever. That would kind of be fair enough. But I hate like just static. It's yeah. almost as egregious as invisible walls, in my opinion. Like, there's just mm. like you see it clearly. Like, you know, you look at something it's like, oh yeah, I can go there, and it's like, nope, invisible wall. It's it's to that level. I think mm-hmm. invisible walls are still a little bit worse on the the spectrum for me personally. But yeah, Probably, yeah. yeah. It's just like redesign the maps that you don't. I mean, I I ranted about this ages right. ago about lighthouse about why how I don't like it on lighthouse, but. You know, it's like there's areas on customs that could have been like that, but they didn't. They put sheer cliff faces in in a few places, which are mm. they're clearly not jumpable. So right. they don't break your emotion. They don't make you feel like crap. Like you could you couldn't do it. There's no real excuse in my opinion. So vaulting, dude, I'm I'm so looking forward to vaulting coming. Oh my god! Like the, the the more it comes, the so long, the more that people talk about it, the more it annoys me that the vaulting is not there. Yeah. I love how it just says vaulting. Like it's just it, it's its own. It just needs one word. It's all it needs. It is all it needs. And I think it's partly because I've been playing Lighthouse so much and like going around the rock areas. And honestly, it's so painful in some places. Like you try to run and there's a little tiny stone and you can't move and then you have to jump over a thing and then you've got no stamina yeah. and it's just like oh god, it's so bad. And then and then you finally manage to jump up one of the parts that you thought was impassable. Then you go. And just like slide up like in yeah. a magic carpet style it's just so weird yeah i don't know if that's gonna change but <laughs> um yeah just having the ability to uh maneuver i get the, i mean the classic one that comes to mind is you're, you're on shoreline you're in the resort you're running out there's the I think on the west side there's like the fence that's like fallen in but mm-hmm. if you're leaving the resort it's it's not on your side because it's falling in into the outside of resort. So you just have to jump over the concrete barrier. And if you're overweight, it's not enough. So you got to do this weird, awkward thing. Where, like you drop the backpack, jump up on the barrier, turn around, pick up the backpack, yeah, and the then bag. you're on your way. Yeah. It's just, there's, there's a lot of little things like that are annoying, you know? Um, yeah. So having that, uh, I mean, it, it, it could have some pretty, I'm sure there's going to be some bugs, but, you know, gameplay implications, you know, it'd be interesting to be able to previously stuff where, you know, you could jump over it, but you have to have the right weight and the right angle of jump and arcing. Now you could just, you know, vault over a sandbag, you know, and just keep going. And it, that, that That's pretty exciting in and of its own. So, yeah, like I said it before, but, you know, getting into dorms two story and that kind of stuff through windows oh, yeah. yeah. is going to be huge. Like none of this ridiculous parkour that we have to do. Now, you know, like line yourself up with the back of the chair and then jump and right. do the crouch. And like, it feels like <laughs> old school CS source mechanics, uh, you know, and like, it's just bad. Um, so that's, I'm looking forward to that so much. I really am. I think it's going to be so good. But yeah, you, I was just like, well, as soon as you were talking about, like, I'm sure there's going to be some bugs. It just made me think you try to vault over something and your character could have like, both hands down, like halfway gets through the vault and then just goes, and slides all the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, I would say just expect bugs and yeah. exploits unintended things. Like, it's just stuff, 
I find that like vaulting in particular, for whatever reason, you know, and we'll say like non AAA studios, just uh, tends to be a bit buggy or like, oh, we didn't intend for you to glitch out the map like that. You know, it's just in my experience. It's, so it's one of those things that has infinite possibilities. You know, there's yeah. like infinite angles you could approach. Like, and especially, especially in a game like Tarkov, because the maps are so intricate yeah, and true. so complicated. Yeah. I feel like it might actually in, yeah intensify make it even more difficult to iron out all these particular cases where it's a problem but we'll see we'll see mm. i'm looking forward to that then the armor plates for the body armor and rework of hitboxes which yeah it's going to be good well we've talked about that a lot before and it's going to be interesting to see like i think the thing for me now is like economically how that's going to work like which rigs are and armors are going to be part of that and which aren't which are going to be standalone and which are going to have plates in like where the plates come or what trader level like how many are there can you do is it is there one for ceramic one for steel one for you know uh ultra high molecular yada 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 and are they all, which is going to be compatible with what like there's going to change a lot and yeah. that's the interesting part for me really um and then like how how big the hitboxes are is now can you just now run a ks23 and just spray at people and they just die because <sighs> that's going to take some balancing yeah for sure and also people just like it's we're again we've spoken about this lots but now you can just if you can just spray at people with 45 rip yeah i mean i don't i, I wonder if there's gonna be like a weird obscure round that just becomes like it has just enough damage and like just enough pin and armor penetration that like it's average ttk is like you know three to four shots you know just something like really obscure like that like it doesn't matter if you hit them in the Oh, it's called Flechette. It's, oh, yeah, Flechette. Oh, my God, you're so right. Yeah, Flechette is going to be... Flechette is going to oh dominate, God, even more than it does now. Yeah. You sneak, you know, two of those... You sneak three of those pellets, or three of those darts around the armor, <laughs> and the blunt damage will take care of the rest. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, I know what I'm running on that <laughs> patch day. <laughs> that's the first thing I'm going to abuse. <laughs> <laughs> honestly all the shotguns are going to be nuts you're going to be able to like even seven mil is going to be crazy probably unless unless we're over anticipating things and the hitbox zone isn't that you know detailed maybe it's like a you know maybe just like your armpits are are just exposed and everything else is like full i don't know we'll we'll see yeah exactly maybe it's quite a slim maybe the side hitbox is quite slim versus the front hitbox i don't know because they can make it I imagine they're still going to, I don't know, I don't know how it's done right now, but I imagine they'll do like, you know, it's a cylinder or something for the torso. So you'll have, you know, it's all done on angles. So rather than being 90 degree, 90 degree, 90 degree, 90 degree, you could make it wider than that for the front and back, which makes sense too, because you're, right. you know, you're, you're, you're wider than you are like thin. So yeah, yeah. you can, you can have your, you can have your cylindrical processor saving hitbox, but then you can fix it by, having a wider angle at the front and the, and the back. So then it's not quite as bad. And, you know, that would then minimize the amount of... You, you, you end up in the same situation as... Um, you end up in the same situation as the head hitbox where you can hit ears from the front because it's a sphere and you can see that hitbox mm -hmm. because it's, like, on the outer edge. Yeah. You know, you, you can minimize that by making the angle a bit wider. But we're going to have to see how that, how that pans out, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess from front, it might not be any different. I, I'm hoping, I am hoping, and I do hope that this happens. I, I hope that if you have front, back, and the two sides, I hope that that seamlessly links up and there aren't any, like, dead spots, if you know what I mean. Right, that's, and that's a gap. That's kind of my worry, thinking about, like, if you're, 
upper torso, your almost like your shoulders and your collarbone area is mm-hmm. like not protected because I don't think it would be. Um, maybe some plate armor of some sort. I don't know, but I would say most armors. whatever it doesn't matter point is you could end up in a situation where you know maybe only like 50 percent 60 percent of your total torso is actually protected which yeah as we said you know kind of devalues armor makes armor feel not that great you you probably would be we'll have to see It, it could be interesting there might be a meta where running like packas is now packas and like putting some cheap plate in there just as like a yeah to have something you know but it's very like cost effective yeah exactly and it'll be interesting to see just how it works whether they whether it is even a possibility now to have you know some kind of aramid armor as a layer you know because like some of the rigs you know irl they're like fabric and then right it's like fabric bulletproof and then you have steel plates inside so it could be you know class two with a class four plate in or class two with a class five plate in it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. So maybe you have like class two everywhere and then only five in exactly. the spots. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And we're going to have to see, because then that would stop you getting shotgunned, you know, because that's, I think that's the biggest issue. I think that's the one I'm worried about the most is just getting shotgunned. But there are yeah. other things that are problematic and getting shot. Okay. Let's put it this way. Getting shot with stuff under 10 pen that has extreme damage. Mm-hmm. That's a blanket statement for all the rips of the world. The, the Lugas, the, um, I think Luger has less than 10, all the shotguns, mm-hmm. anything that's just got like stupid, Stupid damage, you know. Um, R37F P90 Burt cannons. It makes me wonder too, Tagilla, when you go to fight him and he's got his rig on. Because it's like, you can see it. It just looks like a little metal chest plate. And then there's like chains attached to it that's like holding yeah. it. And there's probably like a back plate. But like that map historically is, you know, the pvp close encounters map so shotguns smgs so is he just gonna be like a pushover like you just spray at him in his general direction he falls over is the armor gonna so even be he's, he's got 2000 hp so you know it's fine <laughs> yeah. just to balance it by making him have 10k hp he's like some <laughs> kind of ridiculous boss from like a wow raid or something where you have five people have to all shooting him simultaneously to take him down <laughs> it makes me wonder if they if you would want to do like a uh, a second torso hitbox like your core torso like maybe like a you know a general Smaller one mm. yeah yeah and then Art and Lux hitbox. yeah basically right like vital <laughs> organs hitbox you know and it's like uh yeah it's like ultra critical damage or maybe it has its own hp threshold i don't know it, it's just something you can now stitch up your main torso but not your core t- torso man oh boy okay so we'll see on that one yeah kit presets useful probably probably good yeah i mean i would say i mean dude think about the times you're doing a quest whatever and it's like you gotta run the same xxxx and y and z and like okay i died i gotta buy all these things again it's it's kind of annoying so yeah for like stuff like that i think it's really good yeah i mean i'm hoping that you'll be able to use doing like partial stuff so you could be like oh here's my base setup you know yeah, you have one for customs idea. one for and like one for each map too so you could be like oh here's my med setup so it just like buys like my car kit and the two things yeah and like puts a propotol in your rig and takes one grenade and yada yada like all that kind of stuff and like sets up your secure container like even without any guns or anything hopefully cool. that you can do that i mean interestingly enough the cycle they have a preset system and you can do like you know 
have like template presets, mm-hmm. you know, like it doesn't have a gun. So then you could just pick a gun manually and, and modify it. So hopefully you could do that. If not, you could probably circumvent it by having like a Taz and a Paco in the slots. Yeah. You know, you can do sure there's rig, some janky work around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I think some some people use it more than others, but I think over time we'll figure out the the most optimal way to use it to mm-hmm. load into RAID quicker. And if we can load into RAID faster, then that's going to be you know a big big positive. I was almost thinking about this the other day. Somebody, I did my gear fear video, and somebody posted on there what they were like. Well, what happens if I have time fear of just like wasting time, spending so long <laughs> making loadouts? So I was like, yeah. huh. kind of gave me like an idea. I was just like, loadouts that are like they take like. 30 seconds to do i was like there's almost a, a thing on its own you yeah know? It's like that could be something if you're lazy right you just do this buy a delta point and then press load <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> that kind of thing i was like oh i wonder there are some guns like that um anyway so that's kit resets yes weapon animations when interacting with the cover i mean I'm, ass- I'm assuming that's the uh the leaning animations they sh- they showed off right it's got to yes. be what that is Surely it's not. Surely it's not, it's not something mantling. Else. <laughs> you know, it's not mantling under cover. Oh you know? man, dude, don't even get my hopes. No, up. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't imagine? think so. Well, I thought there. I did see something. I might be jumping ahead, but you could like bipods were like a thing. I might maybe I'm making some something up, but I thought I saw something like that. Maybe. I think he did say. I oh, know. Just it says it later. It says it later. Okay. Um. But like I don't know, it makes me think. I just yeah, I don't know because because the, the the whole leaning stuff and mm-hmm. the blind fire or whatever that doesn't really interact with the cover. Like they just incidentally stood by it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it makes that's me wonder true. what does this what does does that mean? Something amazing? Yeah, if you I'm could sure. brace your gun on corners, yeah. that would be pretty uh pretty nutty. Yeah, exactly. And the next one, left shoulder shooting, dude. This is actually massive for BBP. Yeah, even PVE, honestly. Even PVE, this is huge. Like the when Jesse did that interview with the chats, Tiggs and mm-hmm. Trey and someone else, can't remember who else. Probably Rats. It was, the, it was the one thing that they brought up as being, you know, really needs to be put in the game that I hadn't really thought about that much. I'd like knew it was kind of on the cards, hadn't mm-hmm. really thought the implications of, and they were like. This is going to change everything because it stops you from. This changes everything. It, it stops you from having to constantly be chasing right peaks. You know. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily quite as bad as it was before, but I mean, the game's still very right peak centric. Yeah, That's you. Where it is. You kind of. You really should. You kind of have to play around right peak. Yeah, most of the time, like you can you can surprise people. You can do funny stuff. You can try, but like. You don't really want to hold an angle left because you should just yeah. show so much of yourself. Like you can swing out left, like it can kind of work, but it's um, not ideal. But yeah, exactly. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. So with this, this could be pretty fun. Could be pretty fun. I yeah, I mean that would be great. I think it'd make it a lot more tactical as well. You know, it's like you gotta be thinking about where you are relative to where they are, to where your gun's position, what shoulder it's on. I, I like I like change. You know, making the game fit more into that that box yeah yeah exactly it's not that immersive to be like oh i need to lean out the left side so now i'm just screwed <laughs> yeah you know, oh like, so i'm in places. a bad position because this position's the left angle i guess i should never be in this room ever 
you know, it just feels really yeah, bad. Yeah, it, it makes big difference in certain specific right. situations. I was thinking about it today for Factory because I haven't done something on Factory for a while and I was mulling it over, putting something together at some point in the future, like not, not right away, but it's sort of on the back burner for me. But um, I was reviewing some clips and just reminding myself about how whenever I come up like the vending machine stairs in Factory and I'm just like, I tend to sort of go up the vending stairs, I like yeah. look into bathrooms, look up the top, look in the sky bridge. And then I'm like, do I want to push the corridor? Like, not really. Like, right. you have to kind of, you have to either like run across mm-hmm. and then right peek the corridor, but like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're right up to the door and there's no yeah. room. So if you've got a remotely long gun at all, it like pushes up into the door frame. Whereas the other way where you've got space, you have to le- left peek around the corner and it's like a death corridor, right? Yeah. Because people could rightly peek over the box, right? They have a super, super cover. Yeah. So I always double back round through the bathrooms and then I fight people up the stairs. It's normally the way I do it. And it's, I know it's a left peek out of the door, but you have a bit sure. more room and there's stairways and stuff. It all gets really chaotic and it's a bit confusing. It's not just like a, a straight left peek versus like a covered right peek, which is what the, the actual office corridor is like, which I just hate that. I just hate it. I've, I'd rather take my chances fighting someone in the stairwell. Um, and it was, yeah, it made me think about that. So I'm just like, oh, if you could like left peek that corner, like, oh man, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, as you were describing that scenario where you come with the vending machine stairs, I was just thinking, I like, not, like nine times out of 10, you know, 99 times out of 100, I always just sprint across, free look, <laughs> you know, and then try to get like the pixel perfect position mm-hmm. in the doorway where you can lean out and your gun's just <laughs> barely out there. You know, but you, if you do it wrong, then you you lost. You know, he wins. And but mm-hmm. that's literally, it's so static. You know, you have to play around the fact that you're coming out from the left side. You need to go into a right side position. So yeah, that that would be huge, man. Yeah, it's gonna change. It's gonna change a lot of those kind of like set situations. Yeah, um, which is quite cool. Like, yeah, it'll be useful in like free, like more free form type fights out in like woods and stuff like that that'll be that'll be cool but like a lot of these like indoor pvp heavy like set bits like in you know resort or in dorms or in factory or in labs a lot of those might change um like there's some really disadvantageous positions right now where you're just stuck there was, there was another one i was thinking of the other day oh it was on lighthouse when playing um chalets you know if you go into the the theater in the usec um yeah in the in the, in the chalet bit I hate being in there because like the only way out is a left peek down the hallway. There's like, there's no way out. Otherwise you can run across into the next room again, but it's like, you feel really hemmed in, you know, you have to run across and like they have to get some shots off on you or they can try and push in right wise. And you just can't really get out. Yeah. It sucks. Anyway. Hideout expansion. Another wall is going to be broken into. There's going to be two leaks now, Giga. (laughs) I, I really love the leak at the beginning yeah, of this, this vibe. I love the leak. I thought it was great, you know, giving the whole community something to speculate about together. Like we all kind of knew it was the gym, but I just really liked the way they did it. I thought it was super fun. I did, but I don't know. I'm not sure what else is coming. Can we remember? There was like the hideout cat was coming at some point. Oh my God. Yeah. That's an actual thing. Yeah. That's that funny. is an actual thing. Um, oh, I remember what was coming. The, uh, the animations. Yeah. Maybe it's just that. Uh, maybe i'm hoping expansion means you know space being created not we're expanding the universe of the hideout there's now animations you know what i mean hideout lore has been expanded yeah now you can see your pmc doing stuff which i mean you know it it looks cool don't get me wrong but having more modules more stuff to do is always fun i think yes we'll see about (laughs) that one randomized loot containers this is this is cool we talked about this before i think relatively recently so 
they need to dwell for too long. But I think it's going to make things a bit more dynamic. So you can't just, you know, you can't just run. You can't just run around and do the same loop, you know, the whole time. It'd be yeah. interesting, I think. I mean, I'm very curious as to what the, uh, like, is it, in other words, is the box, because the, in the promotion video they had, the box was just gone, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. there. Is that what they mean? Like, sometimes boxes will be there and they won't be there? Like, that's dynamic, or does it mean they're going to move locations? Is it going to be, like, this? there's 100 boxes, every race kind of 100 boxes are kind of random. I'm kind of curious exactly how that looks, how that plays out. Yeah, because if it's just, like, the box is either there or it's not there or it's somewhere on the roof, it's not going to change that too much you know yeah <laughs> so we'll we'll see it's could be it could be it could be big but like we saw their methodology for some of the things on streets some of the tasks some of the lightkeeper tasks you know this key could be anywhere of one of 20 random situ- random spots and they're now kind of on the wiki and you just have to check them all i guess that's like less relevant for crates and things because you're not gonna you don't have to go around and hunt those because you don't need that one particular item it's more just a general more progressive loot distribution i suppose so in that way it's gonna be it'll be cool but i guess you'll still figure out like where the set areas are or where it may or may not be for different boxes it'll just yeah. make it more interesting yeah 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 yeah. although it could be even more interesting if you know the crates were completely random and you know you could just be walking through a bush and you hit a crate it's like oh there's a loot <laughs> you know <laughs> you're walking through i don't know interchange is just like in the middle of the mall there's a bunch of crates everywhere yeah. you know but yeah, I'm I sure that's. Could, uh, I, I would think that's a little too extreme. Probably, yeah. but like it could, it could change the stashes though. Dude, if yeah, they it touch the stashes, that would be really cool. I would really like that because they're a lot more random. They're really hard to find though. If you don't know where they are, yeah. But I mean, it makes them more appealing. I, I, I you know, I don't know. You could potentially do some cool stuff there because we talked about. Remember what we talked about like. You know, in like an open world Tarkov, you could like place mm-hmm. stashes down mainly and then come back later and fetch your loot. Like, you could yeah. put some if they were like less consistent because stash running's a thing, you know, it's pretty much always been a thing. And if they were less consistent, you could like buff them to make them, you know, more valuable. So, like, players would seek them out, like, certain players would seek them out. And so you would have more chances. It's this kind of thing, right? Sometimes the map flow is like dictated a lot by like what on the map in terms of like loot ai quest locations so if like loot's a bit more randomized like yeah there's dynamic loot but there's like the boxes aren't dynamic right they're fixed so there's a lot of like pathing like natural pathing you do so having that more free-flowing kind of mixes up where people are and that helps make the game feel more uh dynamic and realistic and alive you know yep exactly exactly Rework of the recall mechanics of all weapon types. Man. Yep. I mean, we went through a lot of this before, right? Yeah. So we'll I guess we'll just that. skip over it, but yeah. let's see. We really, need to, we really need to try our best to give BSG actual feedback. Because yeah. once they've done this, that's going to be it. I'm almost it's, certain. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same. I feel like they're... Understandably so, they're probably tired of having to... They want to wrap it up, and they're probably tired of having to like constantly change stuff because you know X person said this, and it's cringe, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, I understand. Like, they could be like, 
kind of get both sides here, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So we really need to make sure that we hammer this down and we get them to do what we need them to do, you know? Mm-hmm. We need to really think about it. If there's any problems, then we need to make a huge fuss about it. Huge fuss. Quick pistol transition. I guess that's just in general. Like right now, it's if your, jet, your gun breaks, but a quick pistol transition in general may actually make people use them. I think that's a, a cool idea. It doesn't just have to be like, why is it just for guns jamming? It doesn't really make any sense. Nice. Pistols are pretty much underused now, except for like budget runs. It's basically it at the minute. Like if you have an assault rifle, you're not taking a pistol with you. I don't know anybody that does. Like only if you're using like a Balti, say, and maybe a DMR. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I kind of hate how pistols are not really a thing, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Besides, there's needs cases, so yeah. I like that. Yeah. Suppressor durability, sound variations, and subsonic ammo. This is cool. This is cool. He did talk about this before. We've talked about this before. It does make sense. Have suppressors have their own special durability. Mm-hmm. Probably the most, I guess that maybe barrel... I would guess are probably the two things that made the most sense to have yeah. for this, but adding suppressors is good. I never really liked that suppressors decrease the durability, but they decrease the durability of the actual gun, and then you just change the suppress. The, sorry, just change the base of the gun, and then it's all right. fine again. Right. It never made sense. This will degrade the actual usefulness of suppressors themselves. Maybe make them more expensive too, because people are going to be cycling through them like consumables, and not just getting handed from one person to another person to another. You know, the QDSS just goes from one person to the next person yeah. on a meta RD over and over and over and just gets placed on different guns, they'll go, you know, they'll get degraded and then there'll be a value in picking up new ones. It means that looting them will be better. You know, I think think that's cool. Um, And then the sound variations, I imagine, is what what he said about how it'll basically lose its suppressing effect as it gets more damaged um, and sound different, which would be cool. Um, And then, like, yeah, subsonic ammo. Like it doesn't like we talked about this before already. So like mm-hmm. we don't really know whether it works or not. But what should happen is subsonic ammo with a suppressor. The shots should be suppressed, and you shouldn't hear a bullet crack. Suppressed with supersonic ammo, you should hear a suppressed shot. And then you know if a, if a shot at all, depending on how far it is, and then you should hear a bullet crack as it's coming past you. Subsonic, but unsuppressed, you should hear the bullet shot, but not the crack, and then unsuppressed and supersonic you'd hear the shot properly like loud and also the bullet crack Mm. so hopefully they implement that properly i mean we weren't entirely sure if that was already there or in what format that was already there or whether it's a bit like bugged or whatever like we already know that some of it doesn't really make sense i don't think i can't remember which I, i actually off the top of my head i can't remember which part now is broken I think it was the bullet crack. I, I think the bullet crack is broken. I believe so, yeah. In that you hear it too late. Because you should hear the bullet crack. Like because the bullet crack is the it's the shockwave, like the um the sonic boom shockwave mm-hmm. of the round traveling faster than the speed of sound. And it's each at each point along its path, you could draw a concentric circle expanding the speed of sound. And where those where those join up into like a front, when that front hits you, that you hear the crack sound because they all join up at the same time. And so as it's coming, like if it's coming right next to you, it really is like it should happen as the bullet, bullet's basically coming past you. Whereas at the moment, I think you hear the bullet crack 
based on the distance that they're they are from you which doesn't it doesn't make sense like when i looked into it it didn't, it didn't make sense there was something about it that was wrong so I'll, we'll have to retest that when they put it all through and, and see whether that is better not that it really matters that much but um, well yeah but there could be some interesting gameplay implications you know yeah i mean there's things like you know if somebody fires at you one time and you hear the, the gunshot you should actually be able to tell the difference between well you, you should almost be able to like if you got good enough you'd be almost be able to tell like how far away they are if you know i mean like, you'd have to know what bullet it was but you could make a guess if they're using something something between 700 and 900 meters per second the distance is going to be you know x if it's like crack bang crack bang crack bang you, or if it's like crack bang crack bang then it's going to be much further away that's that's how it should be um because the round is traveling a lot faster than in a supersonic case, the round's traveling a lot quicker than the sound comes from their gun. Right, so the sound comes out of their gun, the bullet goes woof, way ahead. Da -da 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 -da. The bullet comes right past you. The sonic boom from the round hits your ear, so you hear the crack then, but the sound from their gunshot is still coming, mm. and then it comes later and you hear the, the actual the shot itself. It's how it should work, but I don't think it works right now. But I, it's, a, it's a small thing, like it doesn't matter that much, but you know, if they're giving you know, the opportunity to feedback or whatever then we'll, we'll try <laughs> we'll try i mean the only thing i'll say about uh the suppressor ability is again interesting gameplay implications as you alluded to which could be an interesting way to balance suppressors because in my opinion suppressors are a little on the op side or just kind of like the default thing to slap onto your gun um like there's there's really not that much downside i mean yes there's extra durability burn but as you said, yeah. I mean, you just swap the base gun out. A lot of times it's not. Sometimes it's it can be a very expensive thing to do if you're really concerned about it, but you can just repair the gun. Anyways, making it more uh, or dispersed as individual durability could make them be more scarce, you know, depending on how, how that's scaled. And I think that can make it, uh, you might see less suppressors, which might make things, you know, a little bit more spicy when you do find a suppressor. You get even more excited, not just that it's, you know, a suppressor that you're gonna sell for the vendor for rubles or whatever not loot it because it's not the best in slot suppressor minimum recoil yep. build 2019 edition indeed <laughs> indeed <laughs> um okay so the ammunition loading interface now i thought this was maybe something to do with like loading in alternating rounds and whatever like stacking mags but somebody else said it was about loading ammo into mags with an animation in raid okay which actually sounds more plausible but i'm not sure yeah it could be either or Hard to interface say. sounds like the functionality to load ammo yeah i mean mm -hmm. when i hear the word interface i think ui so Same. exactly but you know if it's an anim i mean yeah I, I feel like i'm i'm leaning more onto the sides of like ui like stash stuff you you can there's an interface to like loading different types of rounds or maybe you can like it visually represents the mag and then each round in there and you could cycle them or whatever you know do some some stuff but it could be animation related either either way honestly i'll I'll take it you know hey that's cool <laughs> yes exactly exactly that'd be cool i think it'd be nice to have an ammo, ammo loading animation if it needs yeah and like site brightness adjustments the next one too this is not that big a deal most of the time. It matters for like night vision and stuff like that. Yeah, night vision, interchange. 
Yeah. And- <laughs> it's like, you know, a few in these cases. <laughs> we'll see, but it's cool to have that option at least. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the actual user interface rework, which I'm excited about. It's going to be far less clicks, hopefully. And it'll speed up stuff. Like just seeing how fast it is to use the flea market after they remove one click. Mm. And it feels like a world of difference, you know? It's like, oh my God, I can't wait for this thing to come. We're going to have to rebuild our muscle memory up, but if it's done well, then it should be, should be awesome based on the, the snapshot that we kind of saw from Nikita, which is, which is cool. Uh, the ever-present quest rebalance. <laughs> exactly how, how, what this means. I mean, it's, just, it's impossible to know, right? Yep. It's impossible to know. <laughs> how much are they going to take up this thing? We'll see. We will see. Rebalance of levels, skills, and mastering. This is good. Skills in particular, and like mastery, that's needed some love for a long time. Some of the skills are so busted, sniper skill. Some of the mastery stuff is just so stupid and doesn't mean anything. They have the opportunity to do some really cool things there. So, yeah, it's really, it's, it's needed a rework, honestly. Well, yeah, I'm kind of worried rebalance means rebalance, and rebalance doesn't mean rework, because I would like <laughs> to see a rework, you know, like a fundamental philosophical change in approaching these different ideas but uh it's it's probably just going to be xp changes requirements like oh i only need to load the mosin 500 times instead of 5000 times is my, my guess we'll see <laughs> oh god we'll see we'll see and then bipods stabilizing mm. firearms with cover oh okay i actually didn't read the end bit of that so yeah, maybe that is the, the thing then. So weapon animations when interacting with cover may well link to bipods and stabilizing firearms with cover specifically. Like this all sounds kind of like, it's, just, it's almost like the vaulting system, you know, like you already need to register all the surfaces the way you could leap over. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the same thing as like, okay, these places you could also rest your gun. I'm sure these things are interrelated. They must be. They're sort of, they're almost the same work, kind of. But yeah, I actually didn't realize it's, like bipods, yes, but I didn't realize we were going to be able to stabilize guns with cover. This is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It allows you to take more tactical positions. Yeah. Um, read, wrap people out in horrible camping spots. But <laughs> I could see it working That's similar unique. to like the stance system, where if you're crouching, it's like a what thirty percent reduction, and if you're prone, it's like a sixty percent reduction. Yeah, so maybe you can like. Yeah. You know, prone bipod is like a total of 80% recoil reduction. Yeah, I, I could see some pretty cool stuff. Coming I like out you to this. laser the PKM, you know. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. Oh. Oh, gosh. Hold on. One second. Yep. That's like a buff to my uh, Scar L thermal build of 100 round mag. That's all I want to do is just laser people from miles away. Uh, um, what we got next? Choosing which body part to heal via hotkey. Okay. Uh, I don't really know what that is. Like, why does why does that matter? Which is this one? Choosing, Choosing which, which body part to heal via hotkey. Dude, this is huge. That that was the wife. We're gonna have to finish up. You know, super quick. We'll just whiz through the last things of these. Okay. I gotta I gotta go. But um. For me, that means that you're going to be able to use a hotkey to heal your thorax. This is massive. Okay, yeah. It's not just going to heal that, like, your arm is one health and your thorax is 60 out of 85. You're going to be able to heal the thorax and ignore the arm. I think it's big. I'm guessing it's just one hotkey and you get to choose which particular part. 
I don't really know. I'm not sure. You might be able to heal. You might be able to choose any hotkey to heal any part. I would have thought like left arm, right arm, thorax, stomach, leg, leg, head. A lot of hotkeys. I mean, it's up to you, right? I think you'd, I think you'd have to bind them. Yeah. But uh, that was my interpretation. If it's even if it's just one body part, everyone's going to pick thorax. Uh, helmet flashlight. Um, I guess they're trying to expand that or get it to work yeah. better. No, it's, it's, a game, right? it's a little awkward. It's a little awkward to get to work. It. Yeah. And it like. Moves around too much. Yeah. So, uh, meds and food consumption upon double click. Okay, that's nice. And some new guns: AK-12, PKM, RPD, SVD-40, blah blah blah. Scar. I think we talked about launcher. all of those yeah. before. Yeah. Actually. So, and then other. So, hopefully, Lightkeeper becomes an actual trader. <laughs> yeah. I would love that to be the case. I'd love that to be the case. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is clearly a, a wipe. Um, I don't whether it's going to be like. It's not going to be in this. It's not going to be this summer. I just can't imagine how they can get all this stuff in before. It doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. But then, like, are they going to like wait for the technical update in the summer? I don't know. I think that's the only question that's really, you know, it could remaining. be a like an October, September wipe. Oh, oh. Like we don't get two oh. wipes. Essentially, you know, we get like a really long nine months of this current wipe. So we got like another mm-hmm. what five, four months to go. It could be maybe. Could be. I don't know. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see. I think anybody calling for a May wipe is. I just feel like it's just too early. I don't think we haven't even seen the first technical update come for this yet. Yeah. So I can't imagine it. But yeah, maybe I'll be wrong. I don't know. And I also would like to go away on my holiday in the beginning of June without <laughs> without a wipe, please. Nikita, if you're listening, don't wipe in the end of May. That would suck. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode. As always, thanks everyone for tuning in, listening. And with that, we'll see you all next week. Catch you later.